Great. Well, I'm going to hopefully inspire you today. I'm hopefully going to encourage you. And I'm hopefully going to challenge you. Everybody okay with challenge? Six of you. Should be a good morning. (laughs) I want to challenge you on your heart to the poor. I want to speak up on behalf of the poor. But I want to do it in a way that encourages and inspires you that God is able to do abundantly more, that no life is beyond the redeeming power of Christ. Amen. We have to believe that. If we don't believe that, we won't reach people. If we don't believe that he can change things, we won't expect things to change and act accordingly. Let me start by reading a testimony out of one life touched by Christ. This guy had an idyllic childhood until the age of nine. At nine years old, his father became seriously ill, which would ultimately result in terminal illness. As a teenager, he was a very angry, violent young man, involved in many things he shouldn't have been involved in. He was considered special needs at school, left school at 16, relatively uneducated. Within a couple of years, his father had died. Within a year of his father dying, the authorities came to the house and sectioned his mother, placed it in an institution. He needed a job. He was on his own. He got a job as a debt collector. He was reasonably successful in his career. Through his 20s, he was married and had two children. But underneath the veneer of success was a broken man living in a shell. In the late 80s, early 90s, he lost everything. His marriage, his home. He was judged by many, abandoned by everybody, and left to bring up his two girls. He was poor. He struggled. But, first of all, I want to let you know that that person was me. That is my testimony. I think a picture often paints a a better picture than words can. This is where I ended up as an individual arrested for aggravated burglary. You can see in that picture the, the hardness, the anger, but underneath a really broken man. I lost the lot. I ended up living in one room with my two little girls. Here's a picture of my two little girls in that room. We were as poor as that picture suggests. I know what it is as a father to be ashamed that you can't buy enough for your kids. I know what it is when your nine-year-old daughter has to kind of care for you. When your kids stop asking you for anything when you're in a supermarket because they know the pain it brings on their father because he can't afford. I know what it is to walk around a supermarket on Christmas Eve with a small basket pretending I was getting the last bits and I was buying some bacon and some bread rolls so that me and my two girls could have bacon sandwiches on Christmas Day, just the three of us. But in the midst of this, One man had read his Bible 
had allowed the compassion of Christ to seep into him to such an extent that he believed that God had called him to reach out to people. And he reached out to me. He showed me the love of God. He cared for me. I remember him inviting me and my two girls out to a barbecue. I remember the pain when I had to say to him, we can't come. We can't bring, we can't bring anything. We just can't come. You probably know what he replied. Just come. Just come with your girls. And when we got there and I went into the kitchen and he was very careful to make sure that he gave me something so I could have the dignity of, of bringing something to the, the barbecue. He believed no life was beyond the redeeming power of Christ. He invited me to church. I heard about Jesus. And this whole deep-seated hole inside me, which everyone has, that can only be filled by the love of Christ. Amen? Was indeed filled by his grace and his mercy. I accepted Christ as my personal saviour and began quite a journey. Here's a picture of me being baptised. A couple of things about this picture. Uh, First of all... um, that fist was the first time that that fist was used as a proclamation of hope, amen? And just so that you're not frightened to come to the stall afterwards, it took about 18 months, but I was miraculously and overwhelmingly healed from any sense of anger or violence in my life. God is a God who heals, amen? And the girl looking on in the blonde hair, that's my eldest daughter, Jasmine, watching, seeing within her own eyes a broken father beginning to live again. It was a difficult, a difficult early journey for us. Um, I often think I was the worst baby Christian in the history of baby Christians, but I'm sure some of you could give me a run for my money, amen? I was broken and lost. Didn't need to be told what was wrong. Needed to be given compassion and grace, and my heavenly father never left me. Forgave me and reached into me and slowly but surely the local church began to be part of my transformation. That's why I'm so passionate about local church. Um, By 1996, four years after um, I found Christ, um, I'd set up a system to get my own debt sorted out. Uh, My career had been rejuvenated. I'd met Lizzie, uh, my wife. Um, Yeah, we were, she was looking for a knight in shining armor to ride into her life. And along came an old bloke on a donkey with two followers. Yeah. I felt God say, come on, Johnny boy. Let's go help the poor together. He reminded me of what I'd said when I was in that desperate situation. I sort of said, God, if you get me through, I'll do anything you want me to do. By the way, I, don't, I no longer pray those prayers. <laughs> but it was clear God had called me and Lizzie, gave my job up. We got married, came back from our honeymoon and started cap in my home office in Bradford, in my bedroom office in Bradford. Someone gave us 10 pounds. And we just went out onto the streets with a passion for the poor, with a heart to help, with a knowledge to help. My experience in the finance industry set me up well. But of course, more importantly, I knew what God could do because I'd lived it and I began to show it. Here's a picture of me in that office as we first started. Yeah, pictures are great. First of all, those glasses will never be fashionable, um, unless you've got some, in which case you're setting a trend. Um, Relax, God's in charge. I'm not sure you can see the screen, but if you can see the screen, I couldn't even spell the name of the charity. We would have been called Christians Against Poverty. (laughs) Fortunately, my wife has an English degree, so the name was changed as we registered the charity. But it's not how you spell it. Okay, 
It's how you live it. It's what it does in you to enable you to do things through you. It's how you show the world that Christ is real, how you show a hurting, broken world that he cares because you care. It's how your life begins to revolve around others, not yourself. It's about allowing him to transform your life, and we certainly did that. It was gut-wrenchingly difficult, and then it got really hard. We've had an amazing 23 years journey. Um, It's unbelievable what God has done. Um, So from me in a little bedroom office with 10 pounds, me and Lizzie just going out and helping a few people, uh, God has been so gracious and so kind to our ministry. Anything that's good in it is from him. Anything that's good in us is from him. We give him the glory and the honor and the praise. Amen. Because anything good in you, amen, it's from him. It ain't you, as I truly know that. But God has been gracious and it's grown beyond anything I would ever have imagined or dreamt. Trust me, I'm just a lad from Bradford who met an extraordinary God who said, come on, let's do some stuff. Here's a graph. Graphs are good. I like graphs. So as you can see, I was particularly unsuccessful for the first seven years. Hallelujah. (laughs) How not to grow a ministry. But in those early years, we were learning what it was to help the poor. We were developing systems and services that really worked. We were seeing that because we're passionately evangelists, that people were finding Christ and being brought into church. We were seeing families changed. Listen, it was small, but it was great because we knew God was with us. And then by his grace, as you can see, we've now expanded beyond anything we'd ever have dreamt or imagined. We have four services, we have debt centers, we have our life skills, we have our release groups, uh, uh, fresh starts, working with people with addictions and cap job clubs, working with the long-term unemployed. 600 services working with churches. No church, no cap. Amen? God's plan to change the world. Did you know you're part of God's plan to change the world? Did you know that? Do you know that this is his plan? You and other churches in Guildford, this is plan A. There is no alternative. It is the local church, the bride of Christ. We are here to change the nation and to change our communities, our towns and cities. We have 1,300 frontline workers. Um, We reach 23,000 individuals a year. By his grace, we've expanded to five countries now. We're in Australia. Uh, We're massive in New Zealand. In fact, in New Zealand, we're slightly bigger than we are here. So I'm going out again next year to slow them down a bit. Not at all. We're also in Canada. Uh, We've got a fantastic bridgehead in Toronto, GTA, um, debt centers, life skills, job clubs, all starting to work. And we recently launched in the States. God is able to do abundantly more than you can dream or imagine. I'm going to let you have a little bit of a treat here. Um, I'm just going to show you a video. Do you know I showed you a picture of the first offices? Well, me in a bedroom office with one computer and 10 quid. I just want to lift your faith that God is able to do abundantly more than you can dream or imagine, amen? Just watch the screens. Here's our head office. This will give you a bit of an indication of what God has done just here in the UK through a bunch of ordinary people. Let's watch the screens. God is able, yeah? Just, just over 300 staff at our head office servicing our 600 centres and 1,300 frontline workers. CAP is fruitful. Let's just quickly run through some of the, the numbers, what we see. So this is last year. 2,575 individuals went debt-free last year. Let me bring that home to you, what that means, as you will gather in everything we do with CAP. I love the big numbers. I love God's growth. We've got such vision and expansion 
But at the end of the day, it's about people, amen? That's why God's done what he's done, because we've concentrated on people. So every working day in the UK, between 10 and 11 individuals get told that day that they've gone debt-free. I remember when I went debt-free. Um, such a relief to know. When you hear of single parents who've struggled and worked with us for three years of going debt-free, fathers who were considering suicide, who've managed to hold on to their home and able to feed their kids and gone debt-free. The goodness that flows through Cappies is breathtaking and amazing in the lives of the people we serve, in the lives of the poor and needy. 633 people last year found jobs. Um, average time of unemployment over two years. My wife works as a job club coach. She goes through what I call the job club curve every Tuesday night. She's a teacher, she comes home from work and she really doesn't want to go. But she goes and then she comes back and she talks to us. She tells me about these beautiful people who've been written off and judged and abandoned, but with a loving kindness and compassion, their lives are transformed by the kindness of people who believe that no life is beyond. We do everything we can to not just serve Cap in our role and my role as founder, but also as a local church, we had, we had our job club, some of the job club guys, round to our house. Wow, that was one meal. That was something else. It was real and people you could see just being invited to our home for a meal. It's just beautiful to see people begin to open up. And then we see the same people find Christ and be drawn into our local church. Through our fresh start work just last year, 125 individuals found some real freedom in living on low income. And most importantly, last year, 885 people responded to the love of Jesus Christ. We are Christians against poverty, amen? We believe in the power of Christ. We are unashamed of the gospel. If any of you watched the BBC Two Debt Saviors documentary last year, they followed me for 16 weeks. If you could see that, that went out on BBC Two for an hour. We're unashamed of the gospel, unashamed. We invite everybody to church. We offer to pray with everybody. We're Christians against poverty, amen? We're not ashamed of the gospel. We just share the good news. Our frontline workers are amazing. And to think every day that, yeah, between three and four individuals not only found freedom from gripping poverty, but also find Christ. That is the good news of Jesus. That is the reason we do what we do. I can tell, by the way, you're all bursting to applaud that many people found Christ, so you might as well go for it now. Just going to read. Uh, uh, we've got. Uh, I think we've got enough copies for everybody to take a free copy. Uh, lots went in the first service. I think we've got enough. Um, I'll tell you how you can get a free copy of this. So this is my diary. Okay, so this is my diary printed. Uh, rather ironically, for someone who left school, um, yeah, well, first time at 15, officially at 16, um, with no English qualifications, um, nearly 300,000 copies of this book. My English teacher would be amazed. And by the way, there are still some spelling mistakes in it, so if you find them, don't bother ringing me or email me. If, you've, if you're going to email me about the spelling mistakes, you've missed the reason for the book. Also, I'm conscious at this time of year, giving this book out, um, if you want a really light read over your holidays, no, this book is not a light read. But you know, if you want to be exhilarated by what God can do, this is the book for you. It's such an expression of what God can do. It's real, it's live, it's a diary written at the time. Phenomenal. And this is what I wrote uh, in 1997, just as we were beginning to help people. 
I believe the Lord will provide for us. We'll not live a destitute life. My debts will be cleared and Cat will grow to be a wonderful ministry, helping thousands of people. All that has become true, apart from the fact that my faith couldn't put a hundred, hundreds of thousands of people around the world. We've helped over 200,000 people over the last 23 years. I see a time where I'll be blessed financially. I am. I have enough income and afford to pay my bills. I can. A decent life for my wife and kids. We have. I feel my spirit's lifting by writing these truths down. The enemy has no defense against the promises of God. Amen. Come on. All I have to do is carry on. That's my responsibility. The rest is up to God. Amen. The book is called Nevertheless because that's the phrase that came out of when they read the diary. Whatever happened, I just kept saying, nevertheless, I'm going to carry on. I'm just going to keep going. And joined by now thousands of people, we've seen miraculous transformations. Lives are important to God. Um, yes, we love the big numbers, and here's one of my favorite big numbers. This is a picture of us with Matt Barlow, our CEO, as we celebrated our 8,000th individual have found Christ since we started. Every one of them, testimony, known. Every one of them with a chance to draw into local church. A, mirac- a miraculous God able to do, and there's some of the team. We believe in celebrating. You're part here of a, a group of churches together in Guildford. I think there's over 14 churches working together. Fantastic. Churches working together. Here in Guildford, we have a thriving debt center. The challenge is we have too much need in your city. We have too much need. Um, We're wanting to expand our debt center here in this city. We have a one day a week uh, paid role for someone to become a debt coach. That could be you. Please make sure you see Adrian. We also need a fresh starts program. The addictions in your city is massive. I walked around your city last night. I know there are some nice leafy suburbs and there's some nice houses, but I want to tell you there's some flipping need in this city. And as churches, you're actually meeting that need. But listen, there's more to, more to be done. My heart is, and our heart is, that you won't just hear the story, but that God will do something with you to encourage you to get involved in what we're doing. So here, Adrian and the team run the Life Skills Group. Um, life Skills in the UK, there are 126 Life Skills Centres already in the UK. We opened 50 new life skill centers just last year, one a week. So this is a program that is expanding very, very quickly, although we expand everything very, very quickly. But that is exceptional. And as I say, nearly 800, 1,000 people went through the course last year. This year, that should rise to just over 2,000 individuals. The life skills course helps people who are living on low income, helps them learn to manage their money well, helps them learn and gives them the tools to learn to buy food in a more economical way to learn how to cook, to build the skills they need to live on a low income. It's unbelievable. And these life skill centers are making a difference. Um, we need help. We need people to get involved in this work of CAP. And here's one of the problems, if I can be honest with you all. Because there are so many churches involved, and really because there are many people in this church today, I understand this. I'm, I'm, I planted a local church in my spare time. I know about local church. This is what can happen. I'm going to ask you to get involved in what's happening here. And this is what you can do. You can look around and go, wow, there's that many people in, here. They'll have no problem. I'm sure someone else will do it. Okay? It's not about someone else. Amen? It's about you. 
It's about you. In your life, can you prioritize an evening a month? Can you find a couple of hours to help people? Can you? Not what someone else is doing, what you're doing. I can promise you, your faith will be even more alive than it is this morning when you see Jesus Christ go with you. When you get involved in seeing lives transformed and people finding Christ, you'll, you'll, you'll live a life that reflects more of his love for the poor in this, this city. People need you. We're not asking you to join in for CAP. We're asking to join in for people. It's not about CAP, it's about people. We've got a wonderful video here of Jill. And this lady, yeah, she brings home what we deal with in thousands of lives every week and every month. This is how some people live. But this is what God can do with a bunch of ordinary people and an amazing church who decide to do something. Amen? Let's watch the screens. Lose the joy of, of one life transformed. Amen? But this is your city. So whatever you do, make sure you go and speak to the team and join in because they need you. Amen? And you'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. Trust me, you'll never regret it. I'd like to do two things as we grow to a close. First of all, I'd just like to finish on my family's story. So remember two kids in one room living on camp beds? Um, grim. Well, we had a moment last December when, as a family, we just had to stand back and go, only God. Um, rather remarkably, I was um, honored with a, a commander of the British Empire. So it's actually Commander Johnny Boy. So. You give over, no, don't clap that. Okay, thank you. I'm just Johnny Boy. I'm just a lad from Bradford. Amen. Who met an extraordinary God. Um, here's a picture of us. We accepted the CB, but we ex- accepted it on behalf of everybody. Amen. Who's played a part. Tens of thousands of givers, prayers, all our centre staff, frontline workers, but also on behalf of the real heroes of CAP, which are our clients who battle through so much to see their lives transformed. So I'll just give you an update on the family. The reason why I do this is, basically, if there'd been no Christians Against Poverty, certainly no CBE, no Dr. Johnny Boy, um, and I could say, 23 years years after finding Christ, that me and Lizzie have been married together for those years, that we still play an active part in church, that Jesus is still real to us, that he's given us a soft, compassionate heart for others. Um, Those two little girls, Jasmine and Jessica, You can see one on, I'll turn this way, one on your right in the red dress, that's Jasmine. Remember my firstborn daughter who had to look after me? She's married to Cy now, two grandkids. There's no poverty in our lives. They've got their homes. My grandchildren are fed. My grandchildren, trust me, ask for things. (laughs) Unlike their mum, who never asked for anything because she knew the answer was no. And then you've got Lizzie there and Jessica. The, she was only four when it all happened. She's got little baby Anna. There's no poverty in her, in her life. And then you've got Tom, my son, and then Abigail and Lydia, um, our two children. I'd go to heaven with the biggest smile on my face, knowing that Christ has changed my life. You went round and asked people to say, Jesus has. Jesus Christ has given me my life. Everything I hold dear, 
everything that's amazing, Jesus Christ. And I intend to live my life with a gratitude to what he's done and that gratitude moves and pushes me on to do what I can do the little bit to see lives transformed. And my heart is that you would, you would also feel that, that push. So what else can you do as well as getting involved here? Well, um, as you can probably gather, we're relatively evangelistic. Amen? We only work through the church. We employ Christians. We're Christians against poverty. We're unashamedly Christian. We are evangelistic. And people often say, well, why is that the case then? Well, first of all, I'm not here to judge anyone whose ministry or work chooses a different way. But for us, the number one thing for me was that when I handed this thing on, and when I finally handed it all on, is that we'll be more evangelistic when I leave than when I started, amen? And here's the reason why we can be like we are. This is the reason why we can be evangelistic, why we only work through the church, is because we are funded by over 30,000 individuals who believe that the church should be at the forefront of social change, amen? Who believe that we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel, who believe that we should reach the poorest, who believe we should give everything we can to the poor, free of charge, who believe that the services need to be world-class, high-quality, things that actually work, amen? And those 30,000 people are our regular givers, our life changes. Now, everybody here today, you could play a part in that. We'd love you to join in. Why? So that we're funded? Well, unless you've got a really big checkbook, you personally can't fund CAP. If you have, do come and see me, amen? <laughs> but CAP's supported by tens of thousands of people who just do what they can do. The average is 15 pounds a month, but listen, there's people here today. Do you know what? If you can only afford a pound a month, no one's excluded from joining in, amen? When you get the emails and you hear about CAP in the next 15, 20 years being used by God to change a nation, you'll be able to go, well, I did what I could do. But the reason why the average is 15 is because many people who are not only blessed financially, but also blessed with a generous heart, give more. Um, it's just amazing. And we have something called vision sponsors, which is where people who can give 50 pound a month or more can really get behind another 300 people and really help us with some of the new things that we're doing. And also, as a little bit of an incentive for you tonight, uh, today, um, some really good friends of mine who have been amazingly generous to CAP over so many years who just give. They basically found out that I was on the road for this month. The next, I've been on the road two weeks. I've got another two weeks on the road with a couple of church talks and a couple of conferences. They, I think, rather scarily said, they will match fund every pound that's given regularly for the next 12 months. So if you were to give 10 pounds a month, that would be 120 pounds. They will match your 120 pounds. Now I want to take a really big check off them. <laughs> Amen? I really do. And guess what? They also want to write a really big check. And that'll be made up with people in the churches that I'm speaking at, the conference that, just doing what they can do. So there is an incentive for you to do that today. It's really easy. All you need to do is come to the stall. First of all, let me just reiterate a few things. The book is free. Everybody here, the book is? Free. I mean, free. You do not have to give any money for this book. It is a free gift to you. To get this book, all we ask is that you fill my details in on the form that is around you. Just come to the stand, we'll explain that. The reason why we want your details is we'd like to keep in touch with you. Everybody okay with that? So, details, free book. No details? 
No free book. Everybody okay with that one? It's an easy deal, but it is free. But also, as you'll see when you pick the form up or when you come to the stand, there's an opportunity there for you to tick the box and say you'd like to become a life changer. If you know the amount and you've got your details, please fill the form in. Make sure we can keep in touch with you. But also, if you're unsure of the amount and you need to pray about it, it's really important that you tick the box saying that you want to be a regular giver and our team will contact you over the next few days. And together, let's go change Guildford. Amen. Let's go reach some people, but also let's be part of changing this nation. And we do that because we all get together. We all give, we support, we pray, and we do what we can do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for these wonderful, generous, kind, compassionate people for this church. Father, I pray that your spirit would be with them as they make a decision today to step into helping the poor and needy, joining in what's happening here in Guildford, if they can, to pray and support our work. And Father, we thank you that you are our ultimate provider. You are the one who provides abundantly more than we can ever dream or imagine. And we ask that out of that abundance would flow your kingdom advancement. Thank you for the privilege of speaking. Thank you for the heart that's in this church. And I pray that you would bless everybody and reach the poor in this city, as many as we can, as fast as we can.